0: everybody, welcome to a new week of Dropping the Gloves. Thank you for joining us. Tim's here, of course. Thanks for joining me, Tim. John, where are you calling from this morning? I'm in my kid's bedroom at Disney World. Isn't it exciting? I'm full of enchantment. It's just beautiful. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm in Orlando, Florida. We got here yesterday afternoon. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm on location. Uh, we are literally minutes away from stepping out the door to go to magic kingdom so we're doing this in the morning the kids are chomping at the bit i got them eating breakfast right now and then we're going to head out the door disney opens at nine and so we want to be there gosh we need to be there for 12 hours tim today so we got to be there right at 9 a.m so we can just get the full experience of disney you know what i mean you can't miss a minute you can't i'm jealous
1: i went to disney once when i was about 10 years old and i loved it but i haven't been back
0: don't be jealous. Uh, like it'll be fun. It, uh, the kids are already super duper excited. We got they got their outfits laid out. We got the we went to the grocery store and got them some sugary cereal, which we don't usually let them eat. So we got them um, raisin bran, you know, which is sugary for them, and um, honey nut Cheerios that we mix with regular Cheerios. We're very traditional so We don't give them too many sugars or sweets. So they're all jacked up. We're gonna. It's gonna be a good time. We the drive was epic. So. We were gonna leave on Friday, and then my wife wanted there was a big homecoming game at the high school, so we wanted to watch that. Our kids go to Catholic school for the first year. So we wanted to support the the team, show up like the first quarter is almost over, and it's 35 nothing for our team. I'm like, why are we even here? It's a route, it's a complete, absolute cakewalk. They had the third stringers in there still just running up and down the field on this poor other team from Sheboygan. And then we were supposed to leave Sunday or Saturday. And then my wife said, well, we should do this. Then we had like a little dinner with some friends Saturday night and Sunday. Instead of leaving in the morning, we went to mass. Then we do a faith formation and all this stuff. So we didn't end up leaving Sunday until like 12 o'clock. And it's a 20 hour drive. And our reservation at our hotel is Monday. So I'm like, well, I'm going to have to like drive through the night. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's one of those things where you just suck it up. We ended up driving until one or 2 a.m and we got like a comfort suite for four five hours i think we slept woke up at seven just hit the road again and then powered right through to florida i like i have a big yukon XL, and so i put all the seats down like old school style so none of the kids were in seat belts, and then i just put a bunch of blankets down and just laid down in the back the whole drive which worked out really good
1: nice were they pretty well behaved in the car
0: well, no, like my, my voice is hoarse from screaming. Like it's funny. This is supposed to be the most magical day. And I'm just like miserable because <laughs> I've been last night, like trying to get him to go to sleep. I'm like, if you don't sleep, you're going to ruin your day tomorrow. And I'm just, like, threatening them with everything. You will not get to see Mickey Mouse tomorrow. You will miss out on so much stuff. And they're still, like, just little kids, and they're bouncing off the walls. Like, I'm, like, going crazy. And I'm like, come on, you guys. We need to sleep. We didn't sleep last night. We got to sleep tonight. If we want to have tomorrow, be fun. So I'm just, like, being a drill sergeant, going from room to room to room to room. Like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Close your eyes. Go to sleep. And we had a TV here because we don't have a TV at home. And so I was able to go and watch the Monday Night Football game because I haven't watched the Bills game in forever. So that was nice. But what else is nice is ESPN comes with me wherever I go. So I had that, which is a bonus. We'll talk about ESPN in a plus. I know how you guys love ads. But um no, we got here. We went and got some food. We settled down. Everybody slept. Everybody's eating breakfast right now. My wife is out there getting ready probably putting the final touches on everything. I'm going to make a bunch of sandwiches. You can bring food to Disney. So I'm not going to get sucked into the $15 cotton candy thing. We're going to have peanut butter and jelly. I went and bought a bunch of raisins and apples and oranges and all kinds of like bars and stuff. So if they're hungry, I'm going to throw them at, throw them, at them. And we don't have to waste time in the restaurants. We're going to get the genie pass, which gets us fast tracking all the lines. And we're just going to have a good day, Tim. I don't know. I wish you were with us. I really oh.
1: No, you don't. But that's nice of you to say. That's a good, That's that sounds like a good day. And you know, like you're a true dad when you're at Disney World and you're just miserable. But all the like logistics and the attitudes, it's just, it's very, it's very nice to hear.
0: You do it for your kids. You don't do it for you. That's for sure. And I'm going to wear the Dropping the Gloves t-shirt around, you know, walking billboard. Always, always pushing it, Tim. Trying to, trying to grow the pod. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'll wear the shirt. you, you,
1: You think you get recognized this week at all?
0: Uh, no, not at all. Those days were never... I mean, Disney World is not a big hockey recognizer. The people are looking at everything else. You know what I mean? It's just too much. Yeah. But I'd where did I get recognized? I got recognized the other day at Hoplot, Tim. Some lady came up to me when we were having dinner.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Are you John Scott? You I'm like, I am. I am.
1: <laughs> you, you didn't seem happened? thrilled. Yeah, you're like, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. it's
0: embarrassing and I'm like, you're just as big a part of the podcast as I am I'm <laughs> glad we don't have video right now. My nose is growing. Hence Pinocchio Disney world, obviously, so but she anyways, wasn't a fan of the
1: show. She was a fan of the player.
0: She was a fan of the big guy, but yeah, I don't think I'll get recognized. It'll be a fun trip. We're going to do magic kingdom today. Wednesday. We're going to have a pool day here at the, at the resort we rented at. And then Thursday we'll go to animal kingdom Friday. We'll do another pool day in the morning. and We'll pack up and leave in the afternoon. So we'll be back, uh, hopefully, in Traverse by Sunday. All in all, it'll be a seven-day whirlwind, 3,000 miles of driving just in seven days. So
1: there you go. That's a lot. That's a lot of driving.
0: It's a lot, but it was fun. We went to the library and got 10 movies, and we were just throwing them in. I think we watched three movies on the way down. We listened to Swiss Family Robinson audio, which is fun. It's cool listening to audiobooks with kids because it it forces them to – this has turned into like a parenting – podcast, instead of just putting on a movie and just turning off their brain, we put an audio tape in and they have to like visualize it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's really good. You know, speaking of engaging brains, Tim, there's been someone who has not been very, very good at his, at engaging his brain. It just seems to be a constant one thing after the other with this guy, whether it's, you know, trouble in the actual Law, you know, getting into trouble with the police, um, having issues at home with his wife, soon to be ex-wife. Don't know how that's going on. And now it's troubles with the COVID protocol, troubles with the NHL, troubles with whoever dictates that safety measures. So Evander Kane is back in the news. Shocker, right, Tim? Have you ever wondered, where's Evander? We haven't heard much from Evander lately.
1: Well, speaking of, it's like the Eichel and Evander show, right? We got the, the Jen Eichel hospital. I've I've been sitting on this one. I'm thinking about it last night for our, uh, soap opera with Evander Kane. What do you think of this? Canes of our lives.
0: Oh, Does that work at all? What's Does the that work? What's the link to a gen, it, Like
1: no days of our lives is like one oh, of the biggest. Oh,
0: canes. Okay, now I got it. I like it. Maybe it's a stretch. A cane, um, and in the a s s.
1: So, yeah, he was suspended 21 games for violating the NHL's COVID-19 protocol. He's not going to appeal it. Um, He issued an apology. The team issued a statement basically saying nothing. It's going to cost him, obviously, the 21 games. And he has to forfeit that money, too, which comes out to $1.68 million.
0: Um, And I'm going to read you. For a guy going through bankruptcy and every penny counts, he sure does waste a lot of money. And you think he would get his ducks in a row if he wants to really pay back his debtors and make sure you know he's he's making a good income because who knows what's going to happen after the suspension is up. Just, anyways, go ahead. I cut you out.
1: This, this is his apology. And tell me if you've heard this before because I feel like he releases this all the time. I would like to apologize to my teammates, the Sharks, and all Sharks fans for violating the protocols. I made a mistake, one I sincerely regret and take responsibility for. He should just send that out as, like, an ongoing PR statement every 90 days. Like, well, he's got yeah,
0: cut and paste. This is just a schedule.
1: Yeah, schedule it out. Get it get ahead of the game. Just start apologizing on a regular insert basis. the
0: issue, take out COVID protocol, insert just whatever you want to put in there. Oh, I, bankruptcy, gambling, um, hitting my wife, being a deadbeat. Oh, like insert anything you want in that space and then just send it out. I'm sure it's just it's it's gotten some mileage, whoever wrote that for him, because it's just it's the most insincere apology. Just so he, he's not a very sincere guy. He's very narcissistic. I'm not going to get in on Evander Kane again. He just keeps jumping into the news. But what did the Sharks do? It was really interesting, Tim, that you caught. I don't know if anybody else caught, but it was kind of interesting how they just made Vander disappear.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't catch this. I saw someone that had reported it on social media. So basically what happened is the Sharks had their opening game, opening night game, I think a Friday or Saturday of this weekend and they posted like most teams do kind of like last year's leaders in 5 on 5 scoring and power play percentage and and then the individual contributors for points leaders, goals leaders, assists leaders. Now John, Evander Kane led the team in all three of those last year. He had the most points, he had the most goals, he had the most assists. Was he on their graphic? No. They went the second down, which was Thomas Turtle, with 43 goals or 43 points. Evander had 49. Goals 19, Evander had 22, assists 24, Evander had 27, but they removed him. They're erasing him from their history now. They went with Hurdle, which is like it's it's more than just a player, you know, injury, suspended, whatever. They're obviously upset with him, and they're trying to, like, separate themselves from him in a quite literal way because now he's removed from the graphics as if he didn't play for them last year when he actually had a pretty good season, and he's still on their team. I mean, is I don't remember seeing anything like this before. Do you?
0: No, we're in uncharted territories. There's been no NHL player A who has you know broke a COVID protocol. This is he's a he's a dummy. It's just like he probably showed up with like a napkin with written in crayon. Got shot. (laughs) Here you go. Like I think this is a fake offender. But um, no, we're in uncharted waters. He's just he's setting the bar pretty high for the next guy to try to be the worst person in the NHL. That's all there is. on the other hand, though, I don't like the Sharks erasing his identity. You know, this, this is your team. This is your guy. He's on your team. You've made a commitment to him. You you did the research. If you're shelling out a big contract for a player, I hope, you know, you would do a you know a little due diligence and call some GMs or ex-players and be like, what am I getting in with this guy? Because he did have a track record before he came to San Jose. He definitely had a track record before the game of the big contract. So this is kind of what you expect maybe not to this extent but if you're the san jose sharks you knew you were going to have some hiccups along the way and i just don't like that they're erasing it you have to own it either stick by your player or not but don't erase his stats he still was the best player on the team last year like you by, by leaps and bounds he, he did everything for the sharks last year that they would want him to do so i don't i don't really like that side of it but he will not step foot on the ice for the san jose sharks again I think this fractures it so bad because Evander's got an ego. We know that just by watching him, and he's going to see that. That's going to, you know, ping him, and he's going to be really upset about it. And he's not going to, you know, ever let it go. And it's just going to be this festering wound that never heals. And I don't think the Sharks want him back anyway. So we'll see what happens. This is a 21 game suspension for COVID. He's still under investigation for whatever happened between him and his wife for domestic abuse and this and that. That has yet to be ruled on, so this gives them a little bit of a runway. The NHL to do their due diligence and see, okay, what happened, what can we suspend him for, and if he doesn't get suspended for it, it would not su- surprise me if the Sharks just suspend him for breach of contract, for uh, a, n- a number of things that they could suspend him for, and get, get out from under his contract, or just release him outright. So we'll see where this heads. It's, uh, I don't know, it, it's a pretty brutal situation. It keeps popping up. The sad thing is, he's a really good hockey player. You know, and he's fun to watch. He's one of the guys, if you didn't have the whole persona and the aura that surrounds him, I would love to be a fan of his because he plays the game uh, on the edge. He's very talented, and he's just a heck of a hockey player, but he's just a terrible human being. He really is. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. He just has been saddled with, I don't know why, he's just a jerk. He really, really is, and there's no getting around that, so – I'll be interested to see after 21 days, 21 games, what the Sharks have to say. Maybe there's some other clarity with the other suspension, but just put this one in the back burner. I'm sure he'll go away, and in a month and a half, we'll revisit this and see what's happening. But what I will revisit is ESPN Plus, Tim. I love ESPN Plus. Anytime I want to catch a hockey game, I go to ESPN Plus. Anytime I want to just, you know, waste some time, I go there. I'm like, oh, they have all these great videos you can catch up on. They do these great memes and stuff. It's such a great thing. Plus, you get all the articles for all kinds of fantasy stuff, Matthew Barry, all these other things that you have access to. Just only with ESPN Plus, not just regular ESPN Plus. ESPN. So for our fans, go to ESPN forward slash NHL forward slash gloves. Get all out you know out of market games get all in market games They do 75 weekly national games all season long so check it out they have the whole 30 for 30 library espn plus is the way to go tim uses it i love it it's fantastic don't miss out go to ESPN Plus.com forward slash nhl forward slash gloves very very good all right let's get back to some actual hockey tim so we nailed all the predictions at the start of the season right we knew that Ottawa was going to start off hot. Buffalo was going to start off hot. Columbus was going to be 2-0. and And Montreal and the New York Islanders were going to be garbage, right? We, we nailed those predictions, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything's happening exactly the way that we
0: thought it would be. Um, and, yeah, I think we're, we're looking really smart right now. <laughs> well, the, the Buffalo Sabres have no business being in any games whatsoever but they, they're cobbling together an undefeated season so far. Craig Anderson, the oldest man in the world, is 1-0. and He had a, a sparkling debut at 40 years old. Dustin Tokarski matched him by having a great second game. They each let up one goal. They're playing lights out. And this is two games in, so let's take it with a grain of salt. But they really are spreading the offense around. It isn't just one guy. Rightfully so, because they don't have one guy who can go out and dominate a game. So it's it's a group effort. I think they're all realizing the situation they're in. I think they're all pulling on the chain as cliché as that sounds, it's like we're only as strong as our weakest link. And in the Buffalo's case that's very true because nobody's really strong on that team when it comes to individual talents. Like and they're all they're doing their thing. They're going out, they're implementing a game plan that Donato set forth for them. Is it Granado or Donato? I don't even know. It's something on Otto. Granado. So, I think it's Donato. No, I think it's Granado. I think it's Granado. But, anyways, uh, good for Buffalo. You know, they're two and zero. They're first place. Things are looking up. This maybe takes some heat off the whole Jack Eichel saga. Maybe if if they can string together a few more wins, they do this every year, though. So you know what? I, do you remember the last three years? Buffalo starts like nine and two seven and one. And then all of a sudden they just walk off the cliff. We, we, we talked to Rasmus Ristelainen about it a few times. We talked to Dylan cousins about it. It's like, how do you maintain that success rather than just get all geared up and excited for the season and you win your first couple weeks. And then it's just a train wreck and everybody figures you out. And then you're not the same team that you were the first week of the season. So we'll see. It's a good story. I like it. Do, Do you see them maintaining any kind of success moving forward, Tim, with this team?
1: I mean, are they going to – no, no. I, I do think they're, they're determined to prove people wrong. And I uh, saw so Kyle Post over the weekend released some kind of statement around just like dear Buffalo fans. And he said basically like we don't expect to win every game, but we're going to be in it every single night. And we're not going to – we're going to c- compete and all that stuff. And, uh, I mean, so far so good. They don't have anyone with more than two points. So, they're like you said, they don't have any studs, but they're spreading the points around. They're getting the job done. And that's without doing. Cousins is arguably the most talented player. He doesn't have any points yet. So hopefully they surprise us and, and aren't as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. But in terms of like competing for a playoff spot or anything like that. No, there's no chance. There's no way yeah. that happens.
0: That Jeff Skinner contracts looking pretty good. He's got to assist him looking pretty uh, good. For how the many season? more years does he have? Like a million. Um, for a million dollars, like a, a, so many years for so much money, but <laughs> he's going to get the opportunity in Buffalo. I caught one of their games the other day, and he looked okay. He he just doesn't look sharp. You know, he's, he still has the speed. He still has the, the hands, but he just didn't look sharp. His passes were off. He looked lost on the ice a lot of the times where the play would be going up the ice, and he would it would take him a, a fraction of a second to react to it. So I don't know what is, is going on with him, whether he's just lost a step, but yeah, he, he has he's got two assists. He has six more years at nine million dollars. That's a big. That's a lot of. That's a lot of money. That's oh my gosh! A, but anyways, it's a good story for Buffalo. They're playing well. What other teams have been kind of surprising you, Tim? We just had a good start.
1: Uh, Columbus is two and zero as well, uh, and they've had some contribution from Bjorkstrand, who a lot of people kind of had pinned for a breakout season. He had a four point night. Uh, our buddy Max Domi had four points in in two games so far. We saw Patrick Line score his first goal of the season was an overtime winner with an absolute rocket um so they're playing really well and then between the pipes, they've had Merce Lickens play both games as opposed to um oh gosh, what's the other guy they have I don't even know um and it's it's not funny it's it's uh you know when they when they lost. I'm going to butcher the name, but Kiv Lennox over over the summer that horrible accident with the fireworks, and it was Licken's closest buddy in the organization. Uh, they were basically brothers, and he said he was going to win the Vezina for him. And and Matt, you know, it's a little bit of an emotional talk, and who knows? He could prove us wrong, but so far, so good for him. He's two and zero with a one point four seven goals against and nine forty eight save percentage. Arguably, has been the best goal best goalie in the league through week one. So um like buffalo columbus is surprising some people and they're kind of showing that even though they might not be in it at the end they're not going down without a fight and they're going to compete every night
0: yeah that like like we talked about that whole division has been really strong the metropolitan division pittsburgh started off really well the rangers carolina columbus philly like and mind they've only played two games but like washington philly they're still undefeated columbus, columbus carolina have yet to have a loss same with pittsburgh so that'll be a tough division to get out of it that's going to be a dogfight every single night but uh Good start. I like that. Columbus, this is you know the first full year without uh, torts, torts baby, so maybe Patrick Line is is enjoying the freedom he's getting a little bit out, out of John Tortorella's shadow. He can kind of be a little more creative, be a little more offensively minded instead of constantly having the the hand of John Tortorella over your head. You know, the axe waiting to drop as soon as you mess up defensively, you're just going to be gone from the game. annexed. you're going to be Evander Kane from the game just completely gone, erased. So we'll see. I like line A. He says he ripped that OT winner. That was a rocket. The guy's got a shot. Like, he's got an absolute cannon for a shot. He can get it off in a phone booth, which is what the kids play. Domi just got injured. The kids say, excuse me. Domi just got injured. He's out for a few weeks. We'll see how that affects the team. But good start for Columbus. Good start for Buffalo. The Panthers have been on fire. They've been playing really, really good yet Um, so far. What do you think? The only thing I thought that was interesting, Bobrovsky's gotten both starts. No uh, night yet. Spencer Knight was the young kid who came in, was just fantastic for him. He played the stretch. He played in the playoffs. What do you think of Knight not getting a start yet? Is that Quinville just kind of sending a message?
1: Uh, I think it's more about giving Bobrovsky some confidence. He didn't have the best season last year, and he hasn't really played up to his contract overall. Like, So I think just trying to give him the chance. He played well in the opening night. Let's give him another and try to boost that confidence up. Because I think in, in Coach Q's mind – they He has to be good for the team to be good. I mean, Spencer Knight, as talented as he is, he's still so young that if he's part of like your your, your game plan for competing for a cup, it just it probably makes him nervous. So it's got to be Bobrovsky's net to lose. And so far, I think they're just giving him a little bit of a, a chance to earn back some confidence and some playing time. But I assume we'll see Knight for a good twenty twenty five games this year.
0: I agree. On the other side of the coin, there's some teams that have just sputtered out of the gate. Montreal has just been terrible. All three of their games are 0-3. Only scored four goals in two games. They're just they're skidding. They they have no they're oh excuse me, they've scored three goals in three games. And two of them have come from Drouin. I misspoke. But um they're 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 bad. I, I don't think we're gonna see a regression like we saw from the stars a few years back after they made the cup final and then just completely just went into a shell and they were nowhere to be found. I like Montreal's team still maybe Jake Allen can't handle the heavy load, but it's not like they've been <clears throat> lacking for, you know, goaltending. He's played. Okay. They just need goals. I don't know what's going on there. They'll figure that out, but they're all in three. You can't start that slow. You know, there's a lot of good teams in the Atlantic division. So they need to pick it up. The Islanders, everyone's Stanley cup, pick pretty much they're owen two they zero and two excuse me I, I ripped on people saying zero and two now here I'm saying it but they're much like the Montreal Canadiens they haven't found their scoring touch yet they've only gotten four goals in two games it, it's been a it's been a rocky start for both those teams and a team that maybe we thought would progress a little bit Chicago Blackhawks not a great start Theo uh, Mark-Andre Fleury wants to make a good impression on the fans <laughs> what are his stats Tim not a great start for Flurry.
1: He's 0-2. His goals against is over 7, 7.06, and his save percentage is 0.826. So he's been the worst goalie in the league so far and not a great first impression for the city of Chicago.
0: No, no, not good at all. So if Chicago had any hope, and if they have any hope, which I think most people thought they would take a step, he has to play better. Kane's been okay, but, man, he has not been playing defense. He's got four points, but it's dash five. Like You're not going to win over many coaches by being dash five. And Colleton, he must just be looking over his shoulder left and right. He's got a food taster. He's if If they continue this play for the next week, he'll be gone don't you think how, how long is his leash this season? I know we talked about the hot seats. We talked about coaches going and Greg Wyszynski said it. And I was like, Oh, really, really walking on a limb, Greg. But how many losses do they have to string together before college just gets the ax?
1: Uh, I would say less than 10. I think if they go 0 and 7, 0 and 8, something like that, he's, he's out of here.
0: I agree. I totally agree. There, there's a very small leash for him and he's feeling the heat right now. I, I do not envy him because gosh, He has some players. They have a good team. They made a lot of moves. They spent a lot of money this offseason. They got Johnny Tavis back. They got Jones. So we'll see if he can kind of dig himself out of this because so far they have looked very, very mediocre. They're really, really bad. Zero, two, and one. All right. What are we hearing on the Claude Giroux front, Tim? Uh,
1: Maybe nothing. Maybe something. Uh, There was some chatter over the weekend that I thought was pretty interesting. So um, a Flyers reporter named Al Morganti He was on SiriusXM NHL on the possibility of Claude Giroux moving this season. And he said, quote, the only place I could see him go willingly would be to Ottawa, which is really interesting. He's not from Ottawa. He's from Hearst, Ontario, which I looked up on the map. It's middle of nowhere. It's like northern Ontario. Um, It's probably six hours from Ottawa, which is maybe the closest NHL city. So I don't know if he grew up as as a Sens fan. His wife is from the Ottawa area, so maybe that's that's the connection there. But it's interesting to see um, if Flyers are out of the playoff hunt in February, could he be moved and would he have some control over that to go to Ottawa?
0: No, this guy needs to just check his (laughs) – there's no way that Claude Giroux is going into chuck fletcher's office to be like listen if things go south i need to go to ottawa no that's not what he's saying he has not won a stanley cup yet he doesn't have any seasons left in him so he's gonna go to whoever he thinks is the best contender i don't know what his contract status is if he has a full no move clause if he has a truncated one a 10 teams list whatever it is but i don't see him i just saying I have one team and it's the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa will be in last place. It makes no sense at all for Ottawa to give up all kinds of prospects and draft picks and this and that to go after Claude Giroux. No sense whatsoever. So I don't know who this Al Morganti is, but it's, it's not, no, he's not going to Ottawa. He will go anywhere. If it's just a rental for the rest of the season, he's going to be UFA. Why would you not go anywhere? I, I don't, I don't know why he would say this. I expect Claude Giroux to be traded. I expect him to go to a Stanley cup contender and I expect him to chase the cup. And that team will not be Ottawa. It'll be some team out there. That's going to be chasing the cup, whether it's the Vegas, the Bruins, the Islanders, it'll be some team that has a chance to win the cup. So he will be on the move. Cause I don't see the flyers really pushing for a Stanley cup this year at all. They made some good moves. They brought in some good players. Keith Yandel apparently is the best one according to Frank Sarah Valley, but um, yeah, he'll be on the move but it won't be to Ottawa. Sorry, dude, who I don't know who you are. He's probably like some huge Twitter guy. I just don't know who he is, but
1: I had never heard of him either, but yeah, you're you're plugged
0: in and you're plugged in. So that's, if I haven't heard
1: of you. Yeah. Come
0: on. That's, that's a big deal. You know what I have heard of Tim Doordash. I'm super hungry. Even here at the magical kingdom, I could fire my phone. I don't know where any restaurants are, where anything is. I just go enter my location, find me food. DoorDash to my door, bingo, bingo, bongo. I'm in business. I'm eating food. I don't have to venture out and be lost forever. Like, where am I going? I need restaurants. I need food. Do I need a mask? Do I need this? Do I need that? No, I need DoorDash. That's all I need. DoorDash is epic. So go there, use our promo code, GlovesDDUS, if you're in the USA. And GlovesDD, if you're in Canada, you get 25% off, no delivery fees on your first order. Pretty much a free order your first time. If you use our promo code, it's great. They bring it right to your front door. You get restaurants, you get grocery stores, apparently, Tim says. It's just really, really great stuff. Check them out. Tell them we sent you Gloves DD US, Gloves DD in Canada. Get yourself some food. And it's just a really good company. So go to Doordash.com or use them on their app. Anyways, what other news are we talking about today, Tim?
1: Yeah, just kind of go through some quick hits around the league. Matt Factoretti is out. He's week-to-week week for the Golden Knights with a lower body injury. Um, he's been their leading point scorer through two games so far. It's not a surprise. He's probably their best offensive forward. He was injured blocking a shot and a loss to the Kings on Thursday last week. Um, and really no timetable to return. So that's a pretty big significant blow to them. And I wonder, like, are they going to try to – if it's going to be the longer side of that week-to-week thing, do they put him on LTIR do they make some room to go and get maybe an Eichel or someone like that. But then again, he's not back. He's not going to be able to play for several months anyway, right?
0: The luxury of playing in the Pacific, they'll be fine. They'll lose him and they'll still chug right along and win 70% Mm -hmm. of their games. So good for them. This will – well, did I predict them to beat the record? Was it them or Colorado? So, yes, this will put a dent in my prediction because he's a big part of that team. But it won't affect Vegas. He'll get up. He'll get healthy. That's why you don't block shots if you're a star player get out of the way that's what the goalie's got pads for you know especially if you're down by a substantial amount you're you're not going to see me near that lane let alone max patch ready so get out of the way let the d-man and the goalie take care of that stuff what else tim
1: uh yeah so matthews returned last night um missed the first three games of the season to recover from his injury uh his, his wrist surgery back in april or august sorry but he was back last night played for toronto so it's certainly good for them especially because marner hasn't been producing so Hopefully the the two of them can connect and start winning some games in uh, Toronto. Another injury one. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Good start. Overtime game. Yeah, Panarin sniped in overtime. Capo Caco is on the IR with an upper body injury. Uh, Gerard Galant said he expects the forward to miss at least the remainder of their four-game road trip, which is last night in in Toronto. And then Nashville on Thursday, Senators on Saturday to conclude the trip. So, a little setback for the youngster, who a lot of people are kind of hoping he's going to have a breakout season. Him and Lafreniere, or however, however you say it.
0: Um, well, they've back- given him like they've given him every opportunity this year. They they put those guys with Lafreniere and Wakapokako. Like they put them on the first line and second line. You know, and, and we'll see if they like. And they have a really good top two first line. So, if those two can produce, the Rangers are going to be a really good team. So, this could be a loss. I don't think it will be that big of a loss for the Rangers, but they need those two guys to really have a big season for them to have any success. Like when you're playing with Panarin, when you're playing with Zabinajad, when you're playing with Kreider, those types of players, you have to keep up. And if those two guys can produce, it's a pretty solid first two lines. But if they're invisible again this year, it's a pretty weak first two lines. So, I don't know. It, it's a minor injury but it could develop into something bigger because he needs to play with those guys. He needs to develop chemistry. He needs to get some kind of mojo going to start his season off. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that Ryan Reeves is back. That was nice to see throwing his body yeah. around.
1: You know, who doesn't need mojo to get going this year is Alex Ovechkin.
0: He's no second, he's, uh, second he star he of the week. My web's, he listened to our episode. I fired him up.
1: Second star of the week in, in, in two games. He's got three goals, two assists, five points. And people are letting you know that, John.
0: Well, let him know that he's only scored three goals. So he still has a long way to go. And it's a long season. And maybe he's just still coming off of his summer just high from training. So I, I'm happy for him. I like Ovi. We'll see, we'll see how this plays out. I still stand by my my comments of 30 goals. That's his that's his ceiling this year. Moving on.
1: The last thing I wanted to touch on was uh the big report yesterday is that Kucherov's injury is not looking good. There's no time to yet. They're trying to figure out exactly what's going on with him. But everyone is talking about the fact that they're going to do it again this year. He's going to be on the LTIR. He's not going to count against the cap. He's going to miss the season. And he's going to return in the playoffs at 100%. Meanwhile, they're going to go pick up maybe an Eichel or maybe a bunch of you know big studs on the, at the trade deadline, and they're going to win it again this year with some cap navigation. What do you make of all that?
0: You know, if it's legit, it's legit. Good for Tampa Bay kind of working within the system. I could see them going up to Giroux. They need a centerman. They're very similar type of games, very crafty. And he would fill in seamlessly. It would be an unbelievable kind of pickup if they could go out and nab Giroux and have him for the lion's share this season. We'll see how Kucherov, uh, all the tests comes back. But if he's out and if they put him on LTIR, it would not surprise me if they go out and grab one of these high-end centermen who could be on the market, the Malkins, the Jerus of the world. So we'll, uh, Thomas Hurdle, We'll keep an eye on that. But um, it all hinges on if Kucherov is going to come back or not. But, yeah, if he's hurt and he's out, that's the rules. They're, they, they're playing within the rules just because Kucherov, for whatever reason, cannot stay healthy during the regular season. It's not his fault. You know, he, he's just he's listening to his body. So, Interesting. Interesting uh, turn of events, but Tampa will figure this out, and they'll come out smelling like roses.
1: As they usually do.
0: And that's it. I got. Speaking of roses, I need to go to Disney, Tip. I got to get out of here. This was a blast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you guys are doing well. We'll talk to you one more time this week. Probably we'll throw it on an episode. Maybe Tim will do a solo. He loves going solo. It's just all about Tim. Typical millennial. But um, I hope everybody's doing good. Just wish me luck in Disney today. It's going to be a long day, but uh, we'll get through it. I'm going to just sprinkle with fairy dust the whole day. It's going to be great. All right, everybody. Have a good day, and we will talk to you later. Cheers.